We don't do that here. But the queen Have you all seen the uh, controversy about what Dana White was, how he was talking about John Jones in those leaked emails? I saw the article. I didn't read into it. What, what was he saying about? He he was calling Jones a bunch of names. I don't remember exactly the words he said, but he basically was calling him a like like who does he who does this guy think he is for asking for like he was asking for Deontay Wilder's type money to fight uh, I don't know who it was fight someone and Dana was trashing him in the email. <laughs> Look at how much fucking Nagan is getting paid. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh. Uh, you know, that's as good a point as any to <laughs> transition into. All right. <clears throat> Radio energy. All right. First show of the new year. Welcome back, beloved listeners, to The Ultimate Fucking Casual. Who's The Ultimate Fucking Casual? Not me. Because I've been keeping up. I've been down in the weeds of the MMA world lately. Um, but I'm joined by my good buddies here, Nathan and Chief, so we're going to talk over some news. Um, we do have one Fight Night card that already passed, but uh, we do have 297 coming up really soon. So this is going to be really fun. Uh, first things first, Francis Ngannou, who we just mentioned, is going to be fighting Anthony Joshua. Uh, it's a boxing fight, and Francis Ngannou is... Once again, going to make more in one paycheck than he did in his entire UFC career. Do you think that John Jones is seeing this and that's why he's making the demands he is? Or was it, was that like a historical thing? That was historical. That was all the way back, like UFC 151. Oh, Lord, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was uh, on his rise to stardom, I suppose. Before the three-year hiatus? Right, before he kind of became more of a company man. Uh, well, I'm curious what kind of conversations he had with Dana White during that time away, if he's not going to be asking for the kind of money he's worth. Well, it seems like he must be getting something, and the way they're handling kind of his championship status, and they're they're making him or they're letting him rather fight Stipe instead of Tom Aspinall. I think that says it all about their relationship. Like both sides are getting what they want out of that. Oh yeah. He gets to pick his own opponents. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tom Aspinall. What's the, what's the, uh, the mood like over in the UK chief with Tom Aspinall being denied his rightfully earned title shot. Uh, I mean, it's not like he's broken any rules as such. It's not like any of these rules that Dana makes up are very hard and fast, you know. But typically when a guy, when you've got a interim champ, I always think that you've got to make the unification fight with the actual champ next. Yeah, absolutely. So it is a bit crappy in that sense, but... Uh, is so Well, I mean, it's already... It's more me coming to terms with uh, the UFC rules being like, a, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, definitely. Uh, completely made up, and they don't fucking matter. But Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, I know it's not MMA, but Ngannou is once again delaying his PFL debut. 
that was another thing I wanted to mention. The PFL versus Bellator consolidation fights are coming up too. Yeah, it seems like PFL may get nothing out of that, but at the same time, the bigger Nganu gets in boxing, the more he gets to promote PFL on the side. And I mean, they're already, I mean, the fact that they're doing the whole champ versus champ thing, I mean, that's, they've got some okay fights on there. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that event did okay in, in terms of uh, uh, viewership. So it, it may end up working out for him, even if he never puts on the, the four ounce gloves for them at all. Oh, so he's just like a walking promotion machine? Yeah, that, I mean, very well could be. Now, it is going to be dependent on him continuing to win in boxing and, you know, continuing to actually pull numbers. He didn't really pull very many numbers in um, against Fury. Now, maybe that changes because now that people know he's not just like a circus act, like he's, he's for real in boxing. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, if he doesn't do numbers against Joshua, maybe that noise is just, you know, social media noise. Maybe there's not as much. But that's we're not going to know that until we actually see the numbers of the, the Joshua fight, I think. Yeah, maybe we're too much in the bubble that it seems bigger than it really is. Um, yeah, it's it's easy to follow like MMA Instagram and think you're the center of the world. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, it's just you're you're in one tiny niche. Yeah, that's uh, the only thing that I really keep up with, uh, like uh, ratings and viewership numbers, is for to keep myself grounded in that regard. Like it's it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> as much as I feel like it is. Uh, Francis and Gun. So my, th what I had thought, I think we had mentioned this before during the uh, merger when it was announced, was that the consolidation of PFL versus Bellator champions was going to set up the number one contender for Nganu essentially. Yeah, I think that I think that was my idea of how they would bring him yeah, back. Right. They wouldn't they wouldn't make him fight for a title. They would have someone squared away to for him to easily take it off someone. Yeah, and he's not they're not gonna put him into like the regular season the bracket or whatever that they run. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like what the UFC does with Conor McGregor to an extent. Like, he's their, their cash cow. They're going to elevate him as much as they can yeah. to get the most out of him. It's mutually beneficial to do that. Uh, the McGregor announcement in a moment. Uh, but first, just some quick recaps. The headline for One Fight Night 18 was scrapped. I didn't see why, but that made me not care about this event. So, no point in going into that one. UFC Fight Night, Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker. Uh, man, <laughs> I had I had high hopes going into this. I really did. But really quick from the bottom up, Waldo Cortez Acosta, UD over Andre Alrovsky. Some of these... Oh, right. Uh, Bruno Ferreira, KO1 on Phil Hawes. And this one was a personal favorite. Mario Bautista, UD over Ricky Simon. Uh, Jim Miller versus, uh, submits Gabriel Benitez like in the last, what, minute? 90 seconds or something like that? Mm-hmm. 
Wouldn't it be nice if every UFC fighter aged like Jim Miller does? Yeah, and Benitez to an extent as well. Like, holy shit, those guys really put it out there for being as seasoned and as you know advanced in age as they are. But Miller looked really good. They were talking about a knee injury or something that he was coming back from. Yeah, I, I heard something about that, but I don't know the exact details. Uh, they had I, they were pointing out that he was uh, doing a lot of uh, leg kicking. That was there. They kept saying like this is proof that he's like mentally over the injury. If he's able to do it, do that as strongly as he was. Uh, Bautista, I had never heard of him before this, but he is a, a fellow uh, Phoenix person, so now I'm definitely going to be following this one very closely. Uh, that was an exciting one. Ricky Simon, I've seen, or Simone, that's right. Uh, I've seen his name a lot. He's kind of been... Uh... Correct me if I'm wrong, Chief. He's kind of been a perennial, like, top 15-er, like, just in the high teens on the rankings, but not really moving up or down quite a lot. No, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah, that's how it's been. That's how I've been recognizing his name, is that he's been in, like, the 12 to 14, 15 area. But Bautista sneaks in there and beats his ass. So that was pretty cool. But Uncle I have with the stoppage Johnny Walker gets hit in the nuts and uh, makes a lot of faces yeah this was a what did you think of this one chief did you have any kind of uh, faith in Johnny Walker going into this or was it more just like this is a formal just a formality rematching this fight like the outcomes already kind of determined because that was my yeah. feelings going into it yeah, I definitely felt Johnny's only chance really was does he catch Ankoliev with something completely wild and off guard? If he doesn't, it's probably going to be a long night for him. And luckily, it wasn't that long a night, but he did lose. Well, he certainly tried to do a lot of unconventional things. Yeah, he he had about a round of really wild techniques, a lot of spinning back fists. Some, he, I, I want to say he threw one or two flying knees. He tried to do some off-the-wall stuff, but Uncle Ives really well-rounded as a fighter, and he's getting better in his striking, so, like, he was prepared for that. Yeah, he tried to do some capoeira with the, the like, the dancing move to set it up. Uh, still, I, uh, I was hoping that Johnny Walker would pull it off, just because it's, it would be hilarious. And guy's story is is really funny, I think, but uh, moving along, uh, we haven't had any picks yet, so we will continue. There is a one Friday fights on the 19th and the one FC site as always has no information on this. Just yes. It's a uh, starts at, 7.30 in the morning Eastern time, so have fun with that. But on Saturday, the 20th, UFC 297 in Toronto. Oh, Sean Strickland. This is his first defense, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, and he's rematching Duplessis, right? From uh, the 
the crowd crowd fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is their their second in their soon to be trilogy. <laughs> The All third right. fight will be happening immediately after this one, in the cage. Yeah, it'll be like a, during the post-fight interviews. Um, all right, let's go from the bottom up real quick. Arnold Allen will be fighting Mavsar Evloev. Evloev was the guy that uh, Diego Lopez had his debut against. They're ranked fourth and ninth at featherweight. Uh, Chris Curtis ranked 14th versus Mark andre Barriol at middleweight. Uh, Neil Magny versus Mike Mallet at welterweight. Uh, Raquel Pennington ranked second versus Myra Buenosilva, ranked third at bantamweight. Uh, Buenosilva is the one that beat Holly Holm. That was pretty fun. Well, fun in that it the way that it shook up what was happening, but not fun to watch at all. <laughs> and Sean Strickland making his first defense. Are there any low-key fights on the undercard here? Any sneaky ones to watch out for? I'm interested in the Arnold Allen fight. Yeah, and that was going to be my pick. Um, if there, if you guys didn't have one, would that I uh, Evloev comes to fight Arnold Allen does too. So, a pretty I, yeah. This card is. I mean, it's not a definitely not a bad one to start out the year. Definitely. A lot of there's some interesting matchups throughout, like uh, the Neil Magny fight is sort of interesting. Uh, you can't really call Mike Malott a contender when you're like, or a rising contender rather when you're like 32, but <laughs> uh, that should be interesting. You know, Magny's age might be, you know, catching up to him, but he is a guy who's, you know, down to fight. I mean, he was down to fight uh, Shafkat Rachmanov in his last outing. So, I mean, he should be bringing it. And then the main event, thanks to all of the outside the ring drama, has like become just kind of a sleeper, I think a sleeper hit for fans. Because yeah, that, right, like when, when you think of Sean Strickland when he first became champion, there's like, you know, he's maybe not the most exciting champion because he's so defensively minded and he's looking to go to the distance. But Everything that's happened since and all his extra mic time he's had, I think, has made him sort of a <laughs> people's champion of sorts. Yeah, he definitely gives off the everyman uh, vibe. And his Philly shell, to me, that's just fucking hilarious when he does that. Uh, uh, it seems like the worst place to do it just because of the way that you work it. You leave your legs completely open. But, he, man, he makes it work. That's fun. Did you all see the shape that Sean is coming in at this fight? I have not. Check the uh, check the our Discord chat. Like he looks shredded. Good lord, is this the same person? <laughs> I think so. I don't think that's photoshopped. Oh. I think that's real. Good God, he's man. He's putting in that work. He took more than the Philly shell from Mayweather. I see. Hard work and dedication. Oh. Chief, your thoughts on Duplessis? Uh, I, is this uh, a lot more competitive? I I don't know much about Duplessis, so I need a little help on this one. I think it's definitely a competitive fight. Duplessis has got more more of like a strict sort of, I guess you could say, less sort of conventional style. 
I guess you could say. Um, I think Duplass's body's in, to be honest. I really think he does. Sadly, for sure. Do you think he's going to beat Strickland? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, I think the out of the ring issues also put me in onto Team Strickland. Yeah, the heart is the heart is definitely with Strickland. Um, but I mean, Duplessis. I mean, he smoked Robert Whitaker, and I mean, that's I mean, what a statement of of power from that guy. And we thought him he would be maybe the best guy in middleweight to upset Adesanya if they eventually fought. But Strickland, of course, beat him to it. So this is definitely not. I mean, it, I think I'm going with Sean, but this is like not an easy fight by any means. If he gets finished in the first two rounds, it's not a surprise. And that's not a, really a, a knock on Sean. That's a testament to Drickus's power and his explosiveness. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, I guess the... Um, well, not the third. The fourth person in the cage will have to be the crowd supporting Strickland. Uh, anything more on 297? All right. Uh, do we want to do picks for the whole card, or are we just doing picks for the main event? It's up to you guys. Chief's already on. You guys have already made the main event. Yeah, we we could probably leave it there. I'll take Strickland by decision. All right. Oh, uh, there is uh, one FC six one sixty five. Um, it's supposed to be uh, Rotang back from Muay Thai into the kickboxing arena against a Japanese phenom, Takeru Sagawa. I don't remember what time it starts. I think it's prime time on Friday the 26th, but lvxmedia.net slash MMA is a calendar with all the start times and everything. All right, fight night, UFC on the 27th. Roman Dolidze is headlining versus Nasardin Imavov. From the bottom up, Gilbert Urbina and Charles Ratke at welterweight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Alyaskab Kizirev, Kizriev versus uh, Mahmoud Muradov at middleweight. Luana Karolina versus Yulia Stolyarenko at flyweight. Randy Brown versus Muslim Salikov at welterweight. Uh, Renato Moicano versus Drew Dober, 13th and 15th at lightweight. And the main event. Dolid 7th, Imavov 11th at middleweight. The season of the middleweights begins. It should be, should be an interesting card. Um, there's not a lot of great fights, if I'm being honest, but... You know, Imanov will be interesting to watch. I think he was both of y'all's contender of the year last year, right? Or was it like rookie of the year? Yeah. Um, I didn't pick him, but I he was in one of the considerations. Uh, Carolina and Stolyarenko, I remember those names. Is Stolyarenko the one that beat Molly McCann? Mm, yes yeah you're right yeah uh, that first round submission back in uh july yeah, that was funny <laughs> uh so there so there we go memory served yeah other than those two i don't really recognize anyone so i can't really speak on anything yeah drew dober 
I mean, I recognize him. He got smoked in his last fight. Oh, no, no, he won by knockout. Let me take that back. He got beat by Frivola the fight before. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so he maybe is back to his winning ways, but he's got a ranked opponent in front of him. Yeah, so that should that should be entertaining. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, wait, these are lightweights, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same weight McGregor and Chandler are at, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. So, they're, uh, and uh, Gaethje also. And Max Holloway now, apparently. Yeah, Max Holloway's moving up to, all right, do you guys want to do, that? this is perfect transition. Uh, do you guys want to pick anyone or or just get into uh, McGregor, Chandler, and Holloway, Gaethje? Uh, we can jump. Let's jump into those yeah. uh, 300 news because this is sort of a maybe kind of a lower key card. All right. Is uh, McGregor and Chandler going to be on 300? No. No? It's happened in international fight weeks uh, last week of June, I think. International fight week. And there's some there's some dispute on what weight it's going to be at. They don't. They're kind of going back and forth if it's going to be a a lightweight fight or a middleweight fight. Why would it be a middleweight? Yes. I have no idea, but that's what McGregor is uh, maybe implied. Like he wants to fight a heavier weight. I have no, but it nothing's been said officially. But that's just something that's been floating around. And Chandler has had to respond and say, "I don't care what weight class it is. I'll still fight him and stuff like that." Yeah, uh, is could it be that McGregor's having trouble cutting weight? He's been out for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he hasn't fought in what three years now. Holy shit! Has it been that long? Yeah, it will be when he comes around fighting. Woof. That I, that would be my suspicion on why. Yeah, I feel like it's just mind games, though. I mean, he's he bulked incredibly huge uh, over this this last year, but he's come back down to a reasonable weight. I think it's just McGregor being McGregor, but a side games. Mm hmm. Fun. So I feel like he would if if he wants to be back in a high profile fight, he probably wants to fight Islam, if anyone. Even if he, you know, that might be such a very difficult fight to win for him. His shot at redemption for the Nurmagomedov fights. It potentially could be because uh Habib is in uh, Islam's corner, so I mean that would be—he'd be beating his pupil. Uh, then Khabib comes out of retirement for that, for the for revenge. <laughs> Habib jump, jumps the cage mid-fight. Yeah, the tag team, Duplessis style, or no, Sean Strickland politely asking mother and child to move. So then, when is uh, McGregor and Michael Chandler? Oh, right, end of uh, June. Is that the same time as a? Like the Puerto Rican Day thing in New York. Is what a... is that like a holiday or something? It, yeah, they do a parade for. Uh, I don't know if it's all of the Caribbean islands, but uh, I know Puerto Rico has one, and they always have a fight at MSG. Like Kodo uh, uh, was the the star of that show for a while. I, I thought they might have been aligned for some reason, but. I'm not sure because International Fight Week is like a UFC uh, exclusive thing. Well, uh, Holloway and Gaethje for the BMF title. 
Yeah, Chief, what do you make of that? Yeah. I don't mind, to be honest. Be, being my final thing's a joke anyway, so I don't mind it, but I'm going to have to watch my boy Max get demolished by Gaethje, which I'm not so fond about. That. What's the do size you think... disparity? Um, probably 10, 15 pounds on a margin minimum. Holloway, I think, is taller. But, yeah. I mean, Gaethje is way more built than he is. Yeah, Holloway seems wiry. He looks that way anyway. Do you give Max any amount of chance here, Chief? Or No, I don't. I, I think Justin beats him to a pulp. That's my fear about it. I mean, it, it, would, ha it would have to take a, a career performance from Max to, I think, go the distance. Is a knockout completely off the table? Cause, for Max? Yeah. Uh, I mean... Because Gaethje can be hit. He It's like his chin as part of his defense, right? Max has but, no punch power at all. Yeah, and I think the last time Justin was... I can't even remember how rocked he was versus Charles. I think Charles may have buzzed him, but Charles is like generational power. Yeah. Huh. I, I just have hopes that Holloway has more of a chance than it seems it, it definitely has the uh gaichi versus ferguson vibes to me like it could be that style of, of beatdown. Uh, <laughs> that's not good that's not good for anyone like if we want to be really charitable to max we could say if there was a striker that could come up and wait and strike with like the next best guy in his in the upper division i mean or at least the most powerful striker um well, I guess that's not true either because Charles exists, but you know what I mean. Um, he can hang I mean, at the top. Right. Max Max probably has a better chance than most. At least he's not fighting a, a true wrestler, you know. Yeah, that would be problematic. The fight the fight will be happening on his terms. Would, would it have to be for a, a part of the recipe of the stars aligning for Max? Would it be partly that like all of the brutal fights that... Gaethje's been in catch up to him overnight. That would probably have to be part of it. Yeah, but it's hard. I don't. It's hard to see that happening because he just knocked out Dustin and didn't take a terrible amount of damage in that fight. I mean, it was a second round. You know, he he took maybe a round of of a beating and then finished on that high note. So I I just don't think Justin's chin has been cracked yet. And he's not. He wouldn't have maybe any mental problems like Deontay Wilder did in that no no Justin's reckoning. no Justin's way more disciplined than, than Wilder is All right. and yeah he, he's like you know total you know company man he's committed to his craft he's you know he's always down to fight I mean, it would be shocking if he got gun shy against Max Holloway after he after he just went toe to toe with uh, Dustin Poirier again. <laughs> I, I wanted to slip in a little uh, slap at Wilder there for embarrassing me. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. That really made me feel better. <laughs> uh, to throw away my Deontay Wilder merch. Yeah, I. Uh... I burned my jersey, the, my uh, metaphorical jersey. <laughs> can't be can't be caught dead with that after after that fight. Not after that. 
Man, Holloway, <laughs> I really tried, man. I tried to find anything I could to give you a better chance. Uh, but it doesn't seem like you have one. <laughs> uh, uh, is there any other news that I didn't catch? This is maybe not news, but how do you guys feel about the state of UFC 300? Like, is that shaping up to be the card you guys were hoping for this event? Or are you guys, like me, feeling maybe there's a bit of a lack of star power? I don't know. I, th I think it's good so far. They're probably still going to add another big fight to it as well, I imagine. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it so far. What's your guess for the main event? It'll be the BMF title, probably. Yeah. Oh, you think they'll... Okay. Potentially. I mean, I don't know what other champs aren't fighting at the moment that don't have a fight to. I was so. kind of holding out hope that they would have Alex Pereira versus Ankalaev as the main event. But, yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, so... Is John Jones expected to be back before then? No. Because that seems like a good one to put up the headline with uh, Stipe. That's been what... Yeah, that, that would have that been a perfect fight for UFC 300, but they, they're not in position right now to do that. Jim Miller will be on against Bobby Green. Well, I mean, I don't know why we're talking about main event if that's been announced. There's your main <laughs> event right there. <laughs> That'll probably be like the the main event of the prelims, right? The last last fight on the the prelims. Yep. Before the main card starts. Charles Oliveira versus Armand Sar Saryukian. I don't. Just one big knockout that I've seen anyway. Is that enough? To, There's like... no way. I mean, that's a good fight, but that can't be uh, the main event. No. Definitely not. It's just something else that's on the undercard. I think Gaethje and Holloway will be the co-main. Hmm. Aljamain Sterling is back versus Calvin Qatar. Holy shit, 5'11 at featherweight? Or is Sterling moving up? The Sterling's moving up. Okay. That's right. He's That's right. Still, that, that's a that's quite a height advantage. Wait, but, Sterling is 5'11"? I thought he was 5'6". No, Calvin Katara is 5'11". Sterling is oh. billed at 5'7", but only one-inch reach advantage. That's pretty wild for being that much taller. I would have expected more. Oh, Bo Nickel. How fun. Cody Cody Brundage. Yeah, he's actually moving up and fighting someone of note. Yeah, the it's the opponent's name I recognize. Yuri Prosko, we mentioned that. Wei Li Zhang. Versus uh, Xiao Nanyan. That's the the other Chinese lady. Yeah, the two. I, I I don't know if they're. I think they're exciting to watch. Xiao Nan for sure. I remember her being fun to watch. Uh, but right, more on 300 as we get closer to it. What's this shit? Okay, I'm looking at ESPN. On September 14th, they have UFC pay per view. Say that again. They have what going on? UFC pay-per-view. That's all it says. What the hell I mean, I... the Sphere in Las Vegas. You don't know what the Sphere is? Uh, I only. It's the giant. It's the giant. Uh, it's an arena, but the whole outside of the arena is an LED screen. Oh, so it's a giant billboard, basically. Yeah, but it's like a little too realistic. Like, let me show you some pictures. <laughs> I remember hearing about it when Formula One went to uh, Las Vegas. 
Yeah. When they, they did the NBA summer tournament there, I think. The summer league. I mean, check that out. What the fuck? No way that's a building. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly, That looks it? like a basketball. It looks like you shopped a basketball into the picture. Wow, that, yeah, that's a little, <laughs> that's like uncanny valley. Do you want to see the eyeball? <laughs> yes, it will be disturbing. I think, this is, I think this is real. Oh my goodness. That, yeah, that's really unnerving. <laughs> Imagine walking down the strip and that thing just looks right at you. Yeah. If you're, and if you're in, on any kind of substance, mind altering substance, that would freak me out more than the strip already would. <laughs> yeah, they're doing an event. Is that the International Fight Week event? September 14th? Uh, no, no that's definitely not it. Um, That'll be like Noche UFC again, which it shouldn't be a pay-per-view. I, I, I wonder if they're doing that just because it's in the sphere and so that they're going to use that as a gimmick to sell a pay-per-view off of it. Probably. It's uh, Mexican Independence Day weekend. And yeah, at the sphere. Who knows, maybe uh, Canelo takes the weekend off again. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's going to be a hard uh, event to that's go up against. Sell. Yeah, that's a hard sell right there. Hmm. I don't know anything. I, I, I don't know if I missed anything else. But... Yeah, I think that's maybe we've covered most of it, other than just the other two UFC events looking pretty stacked, like 298 and 299 are pretty solid cards. I haven't updated the, uh, the outline with that. But I know that I did put those on the on the calendar, so yeah, it should be fun. Two ninety nine is the one that I have. Dustin Poirier versus Benoit Saint-Denis. Remember that? Burns, Kevin Holland, Michael Cage. This was the guy who came from somewhere mm -hmm. else. Yeah, he came from Bellator. That's okay. But he didn't want to be in PFL. <laughs> no, he's always destined to be on the UFC event at some point. Which is maybe sad, just because he, uh, you know, UFC has all the prestige, but PFL clearly has more money. Yeah. Ryan Bader was previously UFC? I believe he was at some point. Yeah, I feel like he was light heavyweight champion for a bit. I, I know we've mentioned his name before, but... Yeah, he, he fought on UFC a while back. 2016, and then he switched to Bellator. He's been the heavyweight champion there for a while. I guess we'll see if this PFL tournament finalist will live up to it. Jason Jackson. He beat the Asimov. That's that's right. Yoel Romero, where do I know that name? Is that He's yeah, he's uh he's the Cuban. He's been fought in the UFC quite a bit. Yeah. He, he had that insane fight with Paulo Costa. Is he he has a funny clip am i he yeah he's he you probably thinking of the clip where adesanya is dancing in front of him and he's just standing there doing nothing that might be it. it romero is a weird guy he's like he's got simultaneously one of the most exciting ufc fights in history and also one of the most boring fights in, in ufc history because his fight with adesanya was an absolute stinker oh shit clarissa shields she's gonna be on the PFL versus Bellator. Ooh, I didn't see her name. That's a good good ad. Um, somebody making their debut has a very notable last name. Biagio Ali Walsh. I can't expand for more details, but is he related 
Oh, to, to Nico? To Nico. I have no idea. Who is little known fact, he is uh, Muhammad Ali's grandson. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Unless you guys got anything else. Uh, nope, I think that's all I've got. Nope, except for me. Alright. Thanks for listening to this episode. Very much appreciate your time letting us fucking talk into your earballs. Uh, if you want to check out more stuff that we do, the wider Lux Media uh, network of stuff, go to lvxmedia.net. Everything you need is there. So, uh, including like if you want ways to talk to us directly, they're all available there. The song taking us out today is called Simulation by the band Meniscus. Definitely recommend them. So, thanks. <laughs> we'll see you next time.